Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. A quick note about this week's episode. All three interviews featured were conducted in variations of Hindi, Urdu, and Punjabi. They have all been translated into English and voiced by actors. Warning, the following episode contains sensitive material. Living in Texas the majority of my life, I've unfortunately become quite accustomed to hearing stories about families being torn apart because of a border. While the situations of the India-Pakistan border and the U.S.-Mexico border vary in many ways, the heartbreak of being separated from your children, your parents, or other loved ones are synonymous. We've briefly touched upon these grave circumstances in previous episodes of this podcast. Today, I want to introduce you to a man who was instrumental in reuniting families split up by partition. One of these reunions was between two brothers who were separated during partition and only saw each other again this year. It had been 74 years. From iHeartRadio, I'm Neha Aziz, and this is Partition, a podcast that will take a closer look into this often forgotten part of history.
Numerous children who survived 1947 were abandoned, lost, taken to religious retreats like ashrams, or they woke up in a hospital bed with no idea where their families were, whether they were alive or not. Author Uvashi Butalia wrote in great detail about the lives of women in the other side of silence, but she also devoted many pages in her book about the children of partition. Sabitri Magjani, a record collector with the United Council of Relief and Welfare, described a time when a large camp closed down in Lahore. At the time, a few months after partition, she was with the School of Social Work in Delhi. Shortly after the camp closed down, they received information that there were some dozen children who had been left behind, who seemed to belong to no one. What was to be done with them? Many children grew up in orphanages or homes for the destitute. Others made their way through life on the streets, and some had the privilege to be adopted into homes. Butalia mentions workers at the Gandhi Vanita Ashram in Jalandhar recount that in 1947, a two-year-old child was brought to the ashram. No one knew who she belonged to or where she came from. At the time the book was published, she was 52 and still living there, a child of history without a history. This sentence is one that I keep coming back to. This woman would be in her mid-70s now. Is she still alive? Did anyone come looking for her? Was she able to find any closure or peace? Who knows if she's even there anymore? This is a devastating story, but as we've learned, far from unusual. In January, I had a friend send me an article from the Washington Post about two men named Sadiq and Sika who met after 74 years. I was captivated. In their reunion video, Sika is already waiting for his brother and Sadiq is approaching with his family. We can hear someone saying, look there, that's your brother. After all of these years, it has finally worked out. Go, run, and hug him. The brothers have a teary embrace and the younger brother Sika is comforting Sadiq. He tells him, we are alive so we can be together again. Sadiq gives Sika a floral garland, a welcoming gesture in South Asian culture. The video of these brothers reuniting gave me the full range of emotions. Happiness, anger, sadness, longing, annoyance, you name it. It was such a beautiful and touching moment. But when you think about the many arduous steps it took for these siblings to meet, it's hard to ignore the continuous policing of our borders. Nasir Dillo is someone who's desperately trying to change the status quo. Nasir lives in Faisalabad, and when he's not tending to his real estate business, he helps partition survivors find people they once knew and have now lost. What started out as a Facebook page created in 2016 transformed into a major online community. With over 600,000 subscribers and almost 100 million views, Nasir is the prime mover behind the Pakistani YouTube channel Punjabi Lahair. The channel hosts an array of content from reunions and oral histories to the impacts of the recent floods. 
On this channel, Nasir posts interviews with people affected by partition. Although it started as a way to simply document these stories, it has evolved into a way for long-lost family members separated in 1947 to reconnect with one another. The channel might post an interview and viewers who might know the family members comment and try to facilitate a connection. वैसे लोग क्वेश्चन होता है कि क्यों ये चैनल क्यों बनाया किस लिए इसका पर्पस क्या था जैसे मैंने आपको बताया कि पीपल आस्क्ड अस व्हाई वी क्रिएटेड दिस चैनल एंड व्हाट द पर्पस वाज आई यूज्ड टू टॉक टू माय ग्रैंडफादर अबाउट हिज विलेज इन इंडिया आई आस्क्ड हाउ द विलेज वाज हाउ वर द पीपल हाउ वर योर फ्रेंड्स माय एल्डर्स यूज्ड टू से पीपल वर वेरी नाइस इन देयर विलेज Wanting to hear stories and experiences from others, Nasir connected with people from India through social media from both the Hindu and Sikh communities. He has a Sikh friend named Bhupinder Singh Lovely living in Naknana Sahib, a holy site for the Sikhs which is now located in Pakistan. When Lovely came on to the project, they got more exposure because the door opened up to meet a lot more people since many pilgrims traveled to Naknana Sahib from India. He would get in touch with the people visiting. तो उधर हमारा ऑफिस है रियल स्टेट का तो पास ही एक बुजुर्ग जो है बुजुर्ग जो है वो इधर आए मेरे पास देयर वाज एन एल्डरली पर्सन बाय माय रियल एस्टेट ऑफिस इन फैसलाबाद ही रिकॉग्नाइज्ड लवली वाज अ सीक एंड स्ट्रक अप अ कन्वर्सेशन अबाउट हिज टाइम इन इंडिया लवली डिड एन इंटरव्यू विद द एल्डर एंड इट वेंट वायरल ऑन यूट्यूब एंड पीपल रियली रिस्पोंडेड पॉजिटिवली टू इट After the success of the first partition story we started contacting people by phone living in the area of Punjab in Pakistan regarding their history with partition what did they see with their own eyes They quickly started recording more and have been recording for the last 7 years Nasir says with the Facebook and YouTube pages combined they probably have around 1500 stories मुझे कोई भी ऐसा बुजुर्ग कोई ऐसी अम्मा जी कोई ऐसा नहीं मुझे मिला जिसने कहा पाकिस्तान डिफरेंट रिलीजन लिविंग इन दिव इन लव In his many conversations with his grandfather, Nasir remembered him saying how much he wanted to visit his old village again in India, but he never got the chance. His grandfather passed away a few years ago, and he couldn't go because he couldn't obtain a visa. To kahin na kahin lagta tha ki kutahi ho gayi unki khwahish ki woh nahi puri kar saka. I feel guilty that I never got to take him back. Punjabi Lahir has gained an immense following and because of that it's become a little easier for people to find each other through the videos being posted. Pehle to mushkil hota tha kafi logon ko dhoondna. Like hame idhar Pakistan it used to take a long time to find people because whenever someone used to contact us about a missing relative or a kidnapping we used to do everything. 
Nasir and Lovely had to record, upload, and attempt to locate people themselves. Before that, we didn't have a community to assist with finding people. Now, as soon as we upload a new video, we get a clue because we have quite a few subscribers and people contact us or leave notes in the comments. Nasir said it usually takes around 8 to 10 days for someone to have an idea to help solve where a loved one may be. Around 200 to 250 people have met not only their blood relatives, but old friends and neighbors through the channel. People that leave comments on the videos and form groups in Punjab. They talk amongst themselves. Sanji Sat, meaning people come together to join in conversations. We hosted it online and people would come on from their homes. Because of this, people are starting to get in touch. The story of Sadiq and Sika reuniting reached an abundance of people across the globe, and with it, garnered a lot of media attention. Now, with an even bigger audience, Nasir says he has more than 100 stories to work on. The problem is that we stories the problem is we can do the stories, but the issues are getting visas for people to visit. And if we can get assistance from the India and Pakistan government to verify their stories, I don't understand why there should be any issue. With the success of reuniting survivors, there also comes crashing waves of disappointment. Much like the woman who has lived essentially her entire life in the ashram, not everyone has a happy ending. Nasir suspects that some people have been denied visas because their story was not as high profile as Sadiq and Sikha's. Absolutely, like stories after listening to stories, it feels like it is my story all of these partition stories. When people are talking about partition, it is really tough for them. It feels like it is my past. If we can't help in some way, I feel sad. He mentions one woman in particular named Sultana Begum, a famous poet. She visited Pakistan seven times to look for her relatives. She died recently never having found her family members. Only a few days after her death, the Punjabi Lahir team was able to locate her family. The people who sacrificed themselves, meaning the people who died, got hurt and suffered hard for India and Pakistan and left their homes, the governments won't allow them to meet with their families. We are behind compared to other countries. There is so much hate. We need to get out of it. We are going to stay in the past if we continue like this. Doesn't matter about the borders. It should be open so people can meet each other. You can travel to Japan, America, Canada, and it's not as difficult as obtaining a visa to India or Pakistan. When will they get their senses? After the break, we'll hear from Sadiq and Sika. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Eight months ago, brother Sadiq and Sika reunited at the Kartapur Corridor. It was a day filled with laughter, tears, and most importantly, it was a celebration. However, what preceded this day was over seven decades of separation and unknown answers to a flurry of questions. In Pual, India in 1947, Sadiq was a young boy around 10 years old, and Sika hadn't even turned one yet. Their father was killed in the chaos, and their mother took her own life not long after partition. They had a sister, but she passed away from illness in a refugee camp. Sadiq ended up walking in a caravan to Pakistan. 
ਹਾਂਜੀ ਉੱਥੇ ਆ ਗਿਆ ਫਿਰ ਉੱਥੇ ਗਵਰਨਮੈਂਟ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਰਾਸ਼ਨ ਦਿੰਦੀ ਰਹੀ ਆ ਆਈ ਅਰਾਈਵ ਇਨ ਫੈਸਲਾਬਾਦ ਐਂਡ ਸੈਟਲ ਇਨ ਜਿਨਾ ਕਾਲੋਨੀ ਇਨ ਪਾਕਿਸਤਾਨ ਦਾ ਗਵਰਨਮੈਂਟ ਪ੍ਰੋਵਾਈਡਡ ਮੀ ਵਿਦ ਸਮ ਰਾਸ਼ਨਸ ਫਰਮ देयर ਆਈ ਮੂਵ ਟੂ ਅ ਸਮਾਲ ਵਿਲੇਜ ਚੱਕ 255 we got 2 acres of land from the government to farm meanwhile sika was under the care of a poverty stricken uncle in their village and was then given away he was taken in by the singhs a family that raised him as if he was one of their own since sika was so young a lot of what he knows about his life comes from the villagers of pulwal he's had to piece together the earlier parts of his life based on what others told him Dr. Jugsar Singh, a farmer and friend of Sikas from the village, was quoted saying, "He was the one who was left behind." Odo phere de mamme si jehde unna ne dassya ja edi mammi ne vi es tarah es tarah e hoya. My life after partition was spent in poverty. I spent every day doing labor. It was hard work tending to all the animals. but i didn't mind so much because i had people who protected me they both started looking for each other at different points in their life for sadiq the older brother it was relatively quickly after making the trek to pakistan bhai sikka ji na ye 2 mahine ho idhar reh gaya si acha i started looking for sikka 2 months after i arrived in pakistan i tried very hard but it was impossible with little to no resources sikka began his search for his brother when he was 18 oh sari umri oh kada vi aap de bhra nu dhoondna ke to shuru kareya ji I used to ask Muslim families going to Pakistan to look for Sadiq. I'd help put some ads in newspapers and writing letters, but nothing was working. Both brothers went on with their lives, but even as years passed, they never stopped attempting to find each other. And then fate intervened in May 2019. Dr. Singh was visiting his daughter in Canada when he was shown a video from a YouTube channel. It was a video of Sadiq reciting all the details he knew about his brother and begging for anyone with any news to reach out. The circumstances sounded oddly familiar to Dr. Singh, and he had a hunch that maybe the person this man was looking for was Sikka. Dr. Singh called Nasir, who had conducted the interview to get some more details. The very next day, Nasir and Sadiq found a man who lives with Sika, and all four of them began having conversations. In a matter of days, friends, villagers, and family members began to collect all the necessary paperwork to apply for visas so Sadiq and Sika could meet at long last. However, the Indian and Pakistani government's restrictions, in addition to the coronavirus, threw a wrench in their plans, and their reunion was put on hold indefinitely. until they could physically meet video calls would have to suffice there was one way around it though the kartarpur corridor is a visa free crossing so once covid loosened its grip on the world 
Sadiq and Sikka started making plans to meet at the Sikh temple in the middle of the crossing. They would meet on January 10th, 2022. Each group began to prepare. In order to make the trip, Sadiq spent 50,000 Pakistani rupees, which is a little over 200 US dollars. I had to sell my buffalo in order to get some money to travel there. I traveled by bus with all of my family. Friends and neighbors of Sika also rented a bus to the corridor, and both groups brought with them an array of gifts and food to give to each other. Their reunion was at the mercy of the temple's operating hours. Sadiq and Sikka spent three hours together before they had to say goodbye again. Nasir said when it was time to leave, Sadiq wouldn't let his brother go. Since their initial meeting, both brothers have received the opportunity to travel to each other's homes. On the Punjabi Lahir channel, there is one video of the brothers talking and laughing in a car while Nasir drives. And in another, we see them celebrating near the border in Lahore, Pakistan. I stayed in Pakistan for two months and one of Sadiq's grandson is getting married. So I'm hoping to visit again very soon. I traveled to India in May and stayed for a couple of months. Hearing their story, I hope that India and Pakistan will allow other partition survivors as well as other people to obtain visas so they too can visit their roots and memories. Before Sadiq and I hung up the phone, he asked where in Pakistan I was from. My dad was on the line to assist me with these phone calls, and he said we were from Karachi. Sadiq in return said, The next time you're in Pakistan, please come meet us. My dad responded with Inshallah, which means God willing. This was a phrase that my parents said to me whenever they wanted me to stop asking about something when I was younger, and on some occasions, even now. Instead of giving me a yes or no answer, this is what they would say. But here, it was real. It was genuine. I could feel it. I've read, seen, and heard countless stories of people wanting to visit their homes they left behind and thought they could visit or their absolute exasperated grief when they describe someone who they have lost contact with and yearn to see again. With all of these stories, they say inshallah, or something to that effect, when it comes to getting their visas approved to visit either India or Pakistan. This phrase is really the only sense of hope they can cling to. Next time, I'll take a deeper dive into how partition is portrayed in film and television. What content is accessible? Are there any good examples? What is the audience supposed to take away from these depictions? We'll talk to filmmakers and writers Shanti Takur and Fatima Askar 
about their own creative work with Partition, along with media they consumed on the topic. So literature really informed me. And then I saw a documentary, and it was a very journalistic, you know, give me the date, give me the politician's name of what happened. And of course, I watched it because I wanted to learn as much about the politicians who were involved and so forth. But there was really something lacking. It seemed really one-dimensional around these kind of almost arbitrary conversations between politicians, but not like what was happening in the heart and soul of the people on the street. Until next week, I'm Nehaziz, and this is Partition. Partition was developed as a part of the Next Up initiative created by Anna Hosnier, Joelle Monique, and Yesenia Median. Partition is produced by Anna Hosnier, Trisha Mukherjee, and Becca Ramos. It is edited by Rory Gagan with original score composed by Mark Hadley. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.